would uh, like to share some thoughts tonight. Um, title for my talk, if you're taking notes, is Just Pray About It. Um, now that may be uh, a rejoicing to the ears of some. There may be others that have been a bit unsure what to do with that information when it's been shared with them. Um, I've been in both circumstances, so just thought I'd like to share a few thoughts along that line. Um, if you want to turn to John chapter 16, uh, if you get a chance to catch up with Ray and Nikki uh, about their move to Australia, there was many, many parts of that which just should never have happened, all sorts of rules and regulations which people bent and did all sorts of things for them and um, been able to settle here. It's, it's a great testimony. The Lord certainly worked through their lives, as we heard in the, the testimony of Brian too. Um, uh, a lot of things there about overcoming, which is going to be sort of the main core of what I want to talk about tonight. Uh, we start in John chapter 16 and verse 23. And uh, here it says uh, in Jesus' words, And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Um, we know we've heard many times before, verily, verily, you know Jesus is really making a point here that you need to listen to, to what comes next. And um, we hear here that, uh, you know, just pray about it. If we ask, the Father will give it. And it's, it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Um, that's the bit that we can certainly rejoice about. We've been in, in that situation that uh, if we have the faith, things should be easy, shouldn't they? Um, Unfortunately, the world likes to get in the way, uh, especially where our thoughts and, and our mind is concerned. And uh, sometimes just having the, the faith or the ability to do something doesn't necessarily uh, make it easy for us. Um, Hebrews chapter 11, if you'd like to turn there. We know this is a, uh, I know in my, my Bible I've got it, written at the start of chapter 11, the Hall of Faith instead of the Hall of Fame. Uh, there's some really great points through here. Um, many, many things that people did. And uh, in verse 36, right towards the end uh, of this good chapter, it's worth going back and having a read of, of Hebrews chapter 11. So uh, we just read, you know, essentially if we've got the faith, we ask, we'll give it, it should be that easy. But uh, these people all had a great measure of faith. And we read here from verse 36, And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. Verse 38, of whom the world was not worthy, they wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. Now this doesn't particularly fall in line with the, the rest of chapter 11 here that uh, these people clearly had faith, that's why they've been included, um, not necessarily named names as, as we read earlier on in the chapter, but uh, it didn't mean that they didn't go through some very difficult and very trying circumstances. Um, I'm not sure that many of us could probably put our name to one of these things, let alone you know, a number of them that we know, say for example, uh, Paul did uh, on his journeyings and, uh, and I have no doubt there were many others, uh, especially you know, uh, early Christianity and 
um, until the the Romans decided to jump on board. It was a pretty dangerous thing to be called a Christian. And uh, it's, uh, whether we like it or not, and, and I think the world sort of tries to um, string us along a little bit, but it's still very dangerous to be a Christian today. You know, I, I think that's the way we have to look at things, that this is a possibility. You know, um, We can read earlier on in the Gospels that uh, um, the stuff that happened to the disciples really is, is almost likely to come full circle again before the Lord returns. And uh, is that something that we're prepared for? Is our faith that we have, is that going to be enough you know, to hold us on that day? Can we go through some of these difficult circumstances and and have someone say to us or say to ourselves, you know, I'll oh, just pray about it, and, and does that help us overcome? And uh, obviously we all hope that it would, but in some circumstances um, it may not. So we've got to obviously find ourselves a good anchor in our walk in the Lord, don't we? Um, if we turn to First Peter, First Peter chapter one, just to add a few additional thoughts to that of the things that we go through while we walk through this earth, um, and just in verse seven here of First Peter one that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honour and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So that faith that we might um, find easily, as we read in the first scripture, or that faith that we might find in difficult circumstances, as we read in, in Hebrews, uh, either way, um, it's it's going to be tried by fire. That's what we're told. You know, it's it's uh, going to be something that's going to be put to the test while we're here on this earth. Um, and do we, you know, do we want to appreciate that fact? And and it, it gives us an example here, a parable, if you like. That yes, we should. You know, because one of the things that most of us would probably hold dear in our natural lives would be our gold, wouldn't it? You know, we have our gold rings that maybe remind us of a a wedding day or you might have a family heirloom or something that you can still get the value of it or more than the day you bought it. Uh, it's a pretty rare thing in the world today and yet the trial of your faith, it's still something that is more precious than, than one of the most precious things you can imagine um, that you can hold in your hand. And uh, to be, as it says here, to be found, you know, uh, having that faith and having gone through that trial um, at the appearing of Jesus Christ, we will have the opportunity to see this thing which is greater than greater than the things that we can imagine uh, on this earth. Uh, just go a little bit further on to 1 Peter 4. And uh, we just read along a, along a similar um, vein, but something that hopefully maybe uh, bonds us with, e- with each other or people, and we find these things when we share testimonies and have fellowship. First Peter 4 and verse 12, it says here, uh, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some, uh, as though some strange thing happened unto you. You know, this, this isn't something we do alone. You know, it's, it's really easy, isn't it, when you're in the depth uh, or, or the depths of a situation to think, 
you know, no one can help me, no one can can get me out of this, you know, no one's ever experienced what I'm going through before. Um, you know, uh, we uh, had a young families camp down here um, a couple of years ago and, and that was one of the things that really came out, you know, someone over there would go, oh, I'm struggling with this and you'd see almost everybody else put their hand up and they're like, oh, you know, I, I thought that was just me and just acknowledging those things, you know, it's it's a, a great thing in our fellowship when we hear people bringing out prayer requests, um, you know, and we uh, we talk about situations that people are going through because, you know, the, the world's adage, I suppose, is, is a problem shared is a problem halved, but we know in, in the Lord, don't we, that a problem shared is, is a problem, you know, millionth, if you like, you know, it's shared amongst all the saints and suddenly you have a great body of, uh, you know, the living church that's behind you when you're in a situation. Um, you know, one example for us, uh, when uh, I was still living in the UK with uh, with my mum and dad, Ray and Nikki, um, she just shared a testimony before that um, I woke up one morning to find dad on the, on the landing and couldn't move, well, pretty much all of his body, but at least half of his body very well. And um, I was probably only 15, 16 at the time. And that's a bit of a shock, you know, someone you see uh, in your life that's always going through life, you know, sort of without a without a worry or a care and, and then to be sort of struck down by something they can't control is um, is a bit of a shock. And, uh, you know, we rang the ambulance and um, one of the local doctors came by. We lived in a small town, you know, the probably half a dozen doctors there. And although she didn't necessarily believe what we did, she was spirit-filled. So when she rocked up, you know, she just said it's, it's a good opportunity to pray, you know, and like that, that sort of thing doesn't happen very often, you know, and, um, uh, essentially, long story short, by the end of the day, he was walking out of the hospital after a battery of tests and, and, you know, they couldn't really put their finger on anything. But we'd heard back from people here in Australia saying, oh, we're praying for you, you know, within 12 hours, that had gone around the world and, and people, the fellowship, the, the living church, the body of Christ was um, thinking of and dwelling on that situation, you know. Um, that's a great thing that we don't have to uh, consider what we go through in this life as some uh, some strange thing, something that's all-consuming to us because there are others out there that um, have been in that situation. Um, and it says here, verse 13, But rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, uh, that when... His glory shall be revealed. Ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. You know, on that day again, as we just read uh, a bit earlier on in Peter, that uh, uh, when um, you know when Christ comes, when He's revealed back unto the world, that all of these things that we've stood on, you know, stood together on in the Word of God, that uh, suddenly that's all revealed, and and the world will be able to see with open eyes, you know. We hear testimonies, don't we, about um, uh, people who go to their doctor and who say, oh, I don't, I don't know how this has happened, that you've gone from such a bad circumstance to such a good prognosis. And uh, and, and often, you know, people say quite happy, you know, or we prayed about it and it'll get brushed aside, you know. People want to be blind to a personal experience that someone has in front of them, but that's also what makes it so powerful, doesn't it? When we share that with somebody else, when we share that with somebody who has um, ears to hear, that suddenly they go, 
you know, I don't know if I can believe what you're saying, but I can see that you're believing it, that you're really um, in tune with what you're saying, that it's something that really puts a fire in your eyes and, and that's what, you know, maybe makes them take a step towards the same thing that we have. And, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. Um, I just asked to put some thoughts together this morning and um, I thoughts come to mind here and there. I make a little note in my book here and um, the scripture that I came to was uh, the ones in John that we'll go to at the end and um, uh, it was about overcoming. And then uh, in between the meetings, um, talking to a, a sister from overseas who's uh, really going through an experience where she needs lots of overcoming and I just said, you wouldn't believe, you know, that I'm I'm looking at those sorts of thoughts this morning and you know, the Lord just knows exactly the right time, doesn't he? You know, I haven't spoken to the sister for probably six months um, uh, that we met uh, over in um, uh, Bali when we went over there for a camp. And, uh, you know, she just really needed to share some things about part of her testimony. And uh, um, I just wanted to read, I suppose, a little bit of, of that in a minute. And... Um, uh, just, you know, it makes me certainly feel a lot better, you think, when you have a thought about what you want to share and suddenly the Lord just starts bringing it all together, even just with something like sharing a few words with the saints. And uh, she said, you know, that it's been a work circumstance and, and it's gone on for almost over a year now and especially with, you know, the world situation, send it up at home, you know, not getting paid for it but sort of working... Um, you know, every day of, of every week and uh, just found herself in a situation where she's um, a, and a situation I've been in the past where you're, you find yourself actually striving. You don't realise it, but um, you think maybe that it's, it's being a good testimony, testimony that you're trying to do something, you know, for your employers or uh, trying to help out in a circumstance where you've got time and um, it actually just ends up being a situation where you're trying to do something in your own strength and not in the Lord's strength. And, you know, for me, it got to a point where I was, uh, it made me quite ill, that situation. And thankfully for this sister, she just said that, you know, she's realized she had to talk to them about it because they didn't even know what she was going through or what she was doing. And, you know, um, you, you find yourself where you think again that uh, you can, uh, that everyone kind of knows what's happening, but it's actually not the case until you sort of share the story. And she just said, look, as a result of it, after talking to these people and realising that things weren't as she actually expected them to be, that she sort of learned a couple of things, that she had to overcome some of the habits that she'd, she'd gotten into to um, uh, do things, I suppose, that would impress the world, um, that she would, uh, you know, really learn to, to prioritise things, that this is the time that I have for work, and this is the time that I have for the Lord and, you know, trying to really pin down uh, the important things in your life because it gets to a point where it's actually impossible to, to manage your time if you try and do things all the world's way. Um, and she said finally, you know, just that we, we as saints and, and her herself, that we need to be the head and not the tail. You know, that we, we're put in a position, aren't we, with uh, what Christ has given us that we don't have to chase around um, like the world does after things. We don't have to try and impress mankind in the same way because we know that if we do it on God's terms, 
Um, and as she said, you know, just to, to trust and obey that if we do that with Christ, that the answer, that the answer is there and the answer comes more importantly for us in the meantime, you don't put yourself in a situation where, uh, you're struggling more than what you need to be. Um, because the world will put us in enough of those situations without us doing it to ourselves. Um, John chapter 16, we'll go back to just to finish on. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's great, isn't it, that, uh, although it's been, it's been tough, it's been something we're not used to, I, I've found really that I've had more contact with sort of fellowships around the world in the last couple of years than we have sort of, uh, ever before. And, and it's just been great to be able to share what's happening around the place and, and not just talking to someone who goes to a fellowship, but actually being able to talk about what's happening in that fellowship, you know, and, um, you know, they'll be able to say, look, we've been sort of stuck at home, but we've still had a baptism. You know, I know, uh, we really rejoiced in, in 2020. You know, we still managed to have 30 baptisms at Woodcroft, even though all this stuff's going on. It didn't stop the word of the Lord going out. And, uh, um, and that's because of obviously what we have in us. You know, the world can't stop that. Um, they can do whatever they like in whatever circumstance, but, they can't stop what has been given to us and, and that fire that's inside. Uh, John chapter 16, where we started, but just a few verses down in, in verse 32, and again Jesus' words. Uh, and he says here, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. You know, And again, we can probably relate to that. You know, our sister's testimony that she shared with me related to this, that she sort of felt she'd become, you know, a, a real introvert. You're in your own world, even though, you know, there was saints around, you, you kind of felt as if you're on your own. And, you know, as happened here with the disciples, once Jesus was taken away, um, you know, they, they got lost. And uh, we can find ourselves in a position where if we start to step away from Jesus, we can become lost, can't we? You know, and it, and it doesn't differ even all these years later for our circumstance. Um, but again, the answer's right there, isn't it? He, he always gives it to us in verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And, and those words there of Jesus will never, never cease to lose their power for me, you know, that he has overcome the world. Like, what a great thing that for us, you know, we might be able to overcome a work situation. We might be able to overcome an illness. We might be able to, um, you know, uh, even for someone new that comes along, you know, they're overcoming uh, maybe some pride or some ignorance that they were brought up with to, to have the humility to ask the Lord to fill them with the Holy Spirit. Um, we might be overcoming, you know, things, that the, the vices of the world. Um, it doesn't matter because that moment, that we connect with Jesus Christ, that moment that we receive the Holy Spirit, we have the humility to be uh, repentant and baptised with full immersion. We are in this same position. At that point in time, we have overcome the world. It's already happened. you know. And, and what a great thing to rejoice in that Jesus lived that for us. He died for us. He gave us the opportunity to live the same thing that he, um, uh, to live the same thing that he did that we can have that feeling that we've overcome the world. And, uh, you know, I suppose he, he said he was going to send the comforter, didn't he? You know, for a, 
Um, and we talk about peace here in this verse, and, you know, the world is trouble, isn't it? But, uh, you know, if you want a, a good graffiti tag to go away with, you know, Christ rules. You know, it's the, it, it's the thing that overcomes all things. And, uh, you know, for us, you know, just pray about it. We want it to be that easy. Let, let's hope that it is all that easy. But know that in those times of trial and tribulation, uh, the Lord still put a path there for us to overcome. I'll leave it there. Thanks.